I'm your host, Joe Agoda, and this is Let's Break Good, a podcast where we never settle for good enough. Have you ever heard the saying, there's no room for failure? What about failure is not an option? How about we can fail fast, fail smart, and learn from our failures? Well, which one is it? On today's episode, we'll explore different definitions of failure, how to avoid failing, and perhaps most importantly, what to do if you feel like a total failure. We'll take a special look at failure in the nonprofit and social impact world, where limited budgets and lots of need put extra importance on separating good failures from bad ones. So when is it good to fail? Let's get into it. Let's get started. Since the subject of today's episode is trying to find the good in failure, to start, I wanted to share a story of a time when I consider failure to be not so bad. This takes us back to 2007 when I was working on a community public health project on the border of Uganda and Rwanda in East Africa. I was living and working in a rural community that was many hours from any city. On the weekends, there was a lot of free time, but almost no electricity, limited cell phone reception, and just one internet cafe with slower-than-a-snail dial-up internet. For a few weeks, my colleague and I, Dr. JB, had been considering a boast-worthy goal to accomplish during our free time over a weekend. The particular area we were working in was called Chigezi, and it was known as the Switzerland of Africa thanks to its beautiful, lush, tall green hills. Given we were doing a lot of bicycling around for community outreach in the project we were working on, We had gotten into pretty good physical shape and started to believe we could scale to the top of a famous Chigezi hill in just one day. We told all our teammates about it. They laughed and said, sure, they were walking past the top of most hills, but a single day was not enough time to go up and down. That would be nearly impossible. Dr. Jamie and I decided we were going to prove them wrong. One Friday, we went to bed very early and woke up before the sunrise to achieve our goal. We jumped on our bicycles and pedaled in the direction of our chosen hill. When we got to the base and looked up, it did seem like a tall task, but there was no turning back now. A few hours of hiking up the hill, we were making good progress, and as a bonus, we were meeting farmers, teachers, pastors, and other community members that we could discuss our health project with. Sure, That slowed us down a bit, but they were great conversations, and after a few more hours and several water bottles later, the top was in view, and we were getting close to ultimate success. But as we climbed to what we thought would be the final ascent, we came to a massive chain-link fence around a maintenance building. The route around that and to the top looked rocky and probably unsafe. Dr. JB and I looked at each other. Was avoiding the shame of telling our colleagues we didn't make it to the top worth the possibility of getting injured? After a few more moments of contemplation, we decided definitely not. So we swallowed our pride and turned around home. To make it back down before it got too dark was meant that we were going to need to hustle. The sun was getting ready to set and I started to get a bit nervous. I hadn't really prepared for an overnight trip but going down the hill was a lot faster than going up. We made great time as the sky slowly turned from blue to beautiful shades of yellow, 
red, and pink. Dr. JB had just enough battery left in his cell phone to play us the latest hit local Ugandan music as we made our way down. Near the bottom, we got an amazing view of the village during a golden African sunset and made it home in time for a hearty dinner, a cold beer, and a good night's sleep. I woke up the next day with sore legs, but not caring at all if my colleagues would call me a failure when I returned to work on Monday. Not reaching the top of the Chigezi Hill wasn't so bad. In fact, I would call an example of a pretty good failure. To this day, Dr. JB and I like to reminisce about the time we almost conquered a Chigezi Hill in just one day. Maybe sometimes it can be good to fail, but you would probably agree most failures hurt. Personally, I think it stinks. That is my pride speaking. There are regrets and things I wish I didn't have to deal with due to failure. People lose money or jobs or worse when it happens. Professionally speaking, it's probably avoidable at best, right? But some years back, the stigma of failure at my work in nonprofits seemed to be reduced considerably. We were told that it was okay to fail. We should celebrate failing. In 2009, a fail festival in Washington, D.C. popped up, and it became an annual tradition. It was the gospel of Silicon Valley and a lean startup craze that had failure as part of the process. There was no innovation without failure, was a mantra that was shouted from the rooftops. Then why does failure feel like crap if it's such a good thing? I thought, well, maybe we could look into some textbook definitions of failure and try to see where the good parts come from. Let's start with the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. It says failure is, one, a failing to perform a duty or expected action. Two, a lack of success. Three, a falling short. Four, one that has failed. Hmm, not anything really positive there. Maybe Wikipedia can help us find the bright side. Open that up and you find failure is the state or condition of not meeting a desirable or intended objective and may be viewed as the opposite of success. Nope, I don't see much good in there. But after Googling around, I did find an alternative definition as the number one response on the question and answer website Quora.com. The top answer reads, failure is an illusion that you are incapable of achieving a goal that you have strived to achieve. Failure is an affliction of people who may be lazy or who may be easily discouraged. Under that top definition, there were many, many more that advocated failure doesn't necessarily need to be bad. Sometimes you can attempt a big goal, like I tried to do on that day I wanted to climb the Chigezi Hill with my friend Dr. JB. Even though we fell short, the day was a success, and stopping before the top was the right decision. Look at the Lean Startup model and other development methodologies. They put rigor into failure, with a hypothesis and data that has failure as part of the process to creating powerful new ways of working or helping people. If we're going to start looking at the bright side of failure, then I'm going to take aim at certain legacy systems and status quo that if they failed, it would be a pretty good thing. To do things better inherently means breaking the ways you're currently doing it, causing it to fail. The purpose of this very podcast is to help people destroy 
backwards, inefficient ways of traditional nonprofit and charitable approaches. I know if we can get them to fail, something much better can go in its place. Now, if I haven't convinced you yet that failure can be a good thing, maybe two-term U.S. President Barack Obama can. If you are going to try something hard, if you're putting yourself out there in some way, there are going to be times where you screw up or you don't succeed. Or there are times where you do everything right and you still don't succeed. Um, But that's not just true of politics or uh, running a not-for-profit. That's true. Some of you talked about being entrepreneurial. If if you're starting a clothing line, that's that's a cutthroat business. I'm sure you... I have every confidence, Ayanna, that you're going to succeed at some point, but you'll go through some failures. And and I think that the most important thing, and, and this is a little bit of a cliche, but sometimes cliches are true, is to learn from those failures uh, and to have a sense of resilience and be able to examine what is it that I did not succeed at, why didn't I succeed, and what do I need to do better. There is something here from the Obamas and others, but before we go too far, let's remind ourselves failure is not usually fun. If it becomes too accepted or celebrated, it can go too far. A culture that venerates failure eventually fails miserably and totally. I have had experiences where failing has become part of an acceptable nonprofit workplace. It was not good at all. Here's sort of what it looks like. There are failures that don't test any hypothesis, that have many, many assumptions, and overlook what was learned in past attempts at the very same thing. When failures do happen, the team refuses to discuss it, causing a gaslighting effect. When you bring up a point asking if something else is set up to fail based on past experiences, the answer is, well, you won't know until we try. If you push for more critical analysis on recent failures, then you are asked, why are you not being a team player? willing to rally around other people's failures and try to make it right. It's so painful to see programs collapse through a million little failures. It is always a slow fading to the distance with no lessons learned. The stink of failure eventually hurting budgets, creating tensions and relationships among colleagues. These are no fun, but it can be even worse. The deep bottom of bad failures is the one that has you starting to see yourself as a failure. That's a mindset that causes an individual to lose their resilience and allows failure to define them. We don't need to let it get that far. Preventing failure is possible. And social impact, it's especially important. So here are some of my tips. Don't be a solution looking for a problem. Take the time to understand the needs at the community level and engage people meaningfully in the co-design of programs and services that are meant to help them. Planning is essential, but plans are a waste. If initial results are giving you clear evidence that your plan needs to be changed, pivot away. If the universe is telling you it's a bad idea through small initial failures, stop. When you are swimming upriver against multiple failures, it's time to change direction. And if you feel like a failure, start to believe that you are destined to fail then really what you might be suffering from is burnout. When the fear of failure is driving your work so that you're going at it nights and weekends, you could be harming your own wellness. And while you might be able to overcome some short-term failures, 
in the long run, you can't sustain that type of effort. So let's come back to our original question. When is it good to fail? Wired Magazine editor Kevin Kelly explains that a great deal can be learned from things going wrong unexpectedly and that part of science's success comes from keeping failures, quote, small, manageable, constant, and trackable. Failure is part of a process for progress. But as Kelly notes, for it to be good, then it can't be massive and must be recognized and tracked. On another level, for a failure to be defined as good gets decided by what happens after the fact. Will you be discouraged by it and let the failure define you? Or will you take the lessons learned and bounce back stronger than before? When it comes to the nonprofit world, celebrating failure all the time is not helpful. Ignoring it and sweeping it under the rug is not good either. Real team reflection and retrospective is required. In the process of dealing with failure, don't forget your colleagues are human too. Think hard before being overly critical on someone who has failed. They probably already are down on themselves. Maybe, just maybe, you could help them turn their failure into a good one. And next time you fail, remember not to be too hard on yourself either, because it's what you do next that matters most. But life still goes on. I want to show gratitude to everyone who makes this podcast possible. First, to my friend Dr. JB, whose stories are many and wisdom runs deep. I'm thankful that I've got to share some of your stories with the audience over the past episodes. Our producer at Simon G can be found on Twitter. He always makes sure that the podcast is sounding so, so good. We recorded the podcast on Zencaster, hosted on SoundCloud, and spread it through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places that our podcast can be found. And our theme song is I Want to Break Free by Freddie Mercury and Queen. We send you out today with another song to motivate you the next time that you feel down and out. Now, to all of you out there that feel like failures, then I have something you can do that almost nothing can stop. You can go and review the podcast for me wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at Let's Break Good. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And if you've made it this far into the episode, don't fail me now. Thanks again for joining us. And until next time, I'm Joe Goda, and you've been listening to the Let's Break Good podcast.